Hey, wrestling nerds, you're about to sink your ear holes into a big old serving of the motherfucking IndyCast. For over eight years, the best of independent wrestling interviews, pop fucking culture, debates over topics like breakfast cereals and the Muppets, plus more innuendo than you can shake a goddamn stick at. So here is Maximus Chad Allen, Sticking Fucking Steamboat, Zach Romero, and occasionally Duchess Von Finger Bang, Luna Lynn, as they bring you the Fucking Indie Cats, exclusively on the Wrestling Nerds Radio Network. Greetings, everybody. Welcome once again to the IndieCast. Uh, Chad Allen, Zach Romero here with you, celebrating another week of Nerdvember uh, as we go through all the nerdy things uh, that are going on in the world right now. Zach, we uh, we put off the episode, and apparently, once again, every time we put off the episode, it works pretty well for us. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think it should be officially marked that we are constantly right on the cusp of big news. And right. we hold things off accordingly to allow that big news to happen. Um, exactly. But, bef- but before we get into the actual Nerdvember subject matter mm-hmm. for this episode, uh, quick derailment that actually pertains to wrestling. So first okay. of all, a uh, huge insider write-up today or, or this week about um, basically the origin story of Eddie Kingston. Now, I know that you're yes. a giant Eddie Kingston nut swinger. I, I, I am grown, indeed. I have grown to like uh, Kingston more and more over the last couple of years. Um, so what did you think about this write-up, this very, very personal write-up about Eddie Kingston? Um, well, I, obviously, I'm. you're absolutely right. I'm a huge Kingston fan. Uh, I think I, I've never had to fight the urge to to make it like the Chris Farley show right. uh, than, when we, than when we had Eddie Kingston on the show uh, many moons ago. Uh, so, and Eddie, if you're listening, we'd love to have you back on, but, uh, but I'm not holding my breath on that now, but, uh, I was shocked we did it then, but, uh, the, the article itself was absolutely, um, inspiring, uh, you know, it got got really dark for a little while in there. And, and he talks about like pulling himself out of that darkness and, and, uh, you know, going to friends who ultimately couldn't pull themselves out of their own darkness, uh, helping get him out and then get him to where uh, he is now. And obviously he's referenced some of that uh, in the most recent promos with the the feud that he's having currently with, uh, with CM Punk. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it should be uh, required reading for, for a lot of people, especially in the, re- especially in the wrestling industry uh, to know you know how kind of lonely this can be some days um and and hopefully maybe some people will realize a little bit more about uh what they can do to to help each other and and get the, get the help they need um when they feel like they might be hitting rock bottom so uh i loved it though i've, I've read it a few times now actually i will so. i will say that it certainly shut me up because um, I've made not, um, not mean spirited jokes, but I've certainly made jokes that, uh, you know, Eddie Kingston promos fall into two camps, either, um, this reminds me of something traumatic from my childhood, or if I don't win the, I'm fighting this fight to keep myself from fucking killing myself. Those are the right. two 
groups of Eddie Kingston promos, but this actually is a whole write-up showcased like the real life that that stems from. And so, you know, to, to make it into a learning thing, like you said yourself, like this should be required reading. It goes back to number one thing about telling interesting stories in wrestling, which is just tell something from the heart and, and be passionate about it. Right. And so for this man to basically look at wrestling as his form of, of therapy, that's inherently interesting and it helps to, it helps people to connect on a very real level. So, um, I was, I was very impressed. I was very, very impressed by it. And it is, it, it, it's been really interesting to me to watch because again, I've been a fan of his forever now, uh, on the independent scene and Chikara and, you know, you name it. Uh, if, if Eddie Kingston was anywhere as near, where I was going to be in, in a show in my area, I was probably going to buy a ticket. He has definitely uh, done the proverbial. He's definitely put my butt in the seat a few times. Um, I know when uh, Chikara came to town to Tampa for the one time they came here, mm-hmm. uh, I definitely went and got my tickets based off of the fact that he was fighting uh, awesome Kong. Uh, so that was, and that was, you know, going to be an interesting matchup. Uh, I do know that, well, honestly, one, this doesn't totally count because it was a, 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 a show that you ran. So I'm going to show up to any of those, no matter what. Um, mm. but obviously I was like looking for front row when it was Eddie Kingston versus John Davis. Uh, you, you just, you can't miss something like that. Uh, and you shouldn't, you find that on, uh, on YouTube, by the way, you should go look there you go. it. Uh, it's on the, uh, Full gimmick fight club page. Um, it's the quite enjoyable, board. quite an enjoyable match. But now, um, now as a as a on the opposite side, mm-hmm. uh, you know all this goodwill we're we're hurling towards uh, you know a member of the AEW roster. Did you happen to see the PR whoops a daisy that uh, Tony Khan fell into this week? Was this about the NWA should thank us because we sent all of our women over there to wrestle on their Empower show and I paid for it? It certainly is. So he uh, was having one of his press conferences and a um, a female, uh, you know, correspondent, reporter, what have you, in the audience asked him if he would ever be, if there were any plans for AEW to run their own all-women's show at some point, like a pay-per-view right. or whatever. And uh, Tony's response was, quote, I'm going to cut off your question right there because I don't think I get enough credit. I've been making a big effort to grow and improve our women's division, end quote. And he also mentioned that the female talent that were AEW and AEW adjacent that were on the NWA all women show that he apparently foot the bill for them and felt that he wasn't getting enough credit for that. And so there's been varying degrees of reaction to that. There's some people that are saying that he's as bad as Vince McMahon. There's other people that are saying like, uh, well, uh, that, you know, he was being charitable to NWA and now he's never going to do that again. Like that's sort of on the two extremes there. Um, where do you fall on this, on the story in terms of let's just play judge and, and jury and executioner, I suppose on, on Tony Khan. Uh, well, well, first off, obviously, I'm going to fall somewhere in the middle, obviously. Uh, he 
definitely has been doing a lot to try to build his women's division up. He's been making good talent acquisitions and working better. And I, you can definitely see they're trying to do better with storylines. And obviously they really have some lightning in the bottle there with uh, Britt Baker DMD right now. So you're crazy not to, you know, not to kind of ride that, uh, ride that rocket ship for a bit. Um, should, uh, I, I mean, the NWA, did they need to publicly thank him for it? I, I don't know. I mean, they could have maybe made, I guess you could theory, you could have made TNA like a sponsor on it then um, and referenced it that way. But I don't know. It was, it was their show. And if you didn't want to foot the bill for it, I don't know if you really had to, or if they asked you to, that, that would, I guess I would like to know more of the story officially. Like, was it requested that they did it? Did he do it? If you just did it out of the kindness of your heart, well, then that's, that's your thanks. You get the warm fuzzy for doing it out of the kindness of your heart. If the NWA came to you and went, Hey, we'd love to have these people on the show, but man, we can't afford, afford it any chance you could help us well then yeah then say thank you uh well and, i guess during the marriage, actual so. nwa show they did anytime that the AEW ladies were on they mentioned them and the being from AEW and put the company over but in terms of like kind of you get what you give uh tna made a huge deal about the nwa show um promoted it like crazy and you know AEW didn't really mention it at all, except for they had like their number one contenders match. And it's interesting to me that the one thing that I see perpetually brought up online as like, this is the shortcoming of AEW, which in every other capacity does no wrong is the women's division because it feels like in so many other instances, Tony Khan looks literally just looks at WWE and goes, okay, whatever they would do, let's just do the opposite. Like we talked about before hey, the crowd thinks that they know that CM Punk is going to be at this show instead of doing the WWE thing and waiting to the very last match for him to show up and have the crowd fucking hijack the show the whole time because they're wild animals and they can't control themselves. Let's just have him come out and start the show. You know, there are so many cases where they just do whatever the opposite of what WWE's behavior would be, except when it comes to women. They're still like, yep, you get one women's match a show, and shut the fuck up. Right. And we got one storyline at a time for the female division and shut the fuck up. And you're like, okay, well, maybe we need to progress that a little bit. Right. Um, and also, just as a general thing, I don't know if there's ever a time when the answer, I deserve more credit, is a good way to go. Right. Like, I cannot yeah. really think of the improv game setup. To where the punchline of I deserve more credit is ever going to look good. Right. Um, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right on that. And I, I'm, I'm sure, well, maybe not sure. I don't know. I, I hope maybe he kind of regretted it right after he said it. Maybe Tony Khan seems like the type that would look back a little bit and go, you know, maybe that was a little, maybe I went a little too far on that one. Whereas like, I know he was compared to Vince recently. He's like, oh, he's bad as Vince. Vince would never look back at that statement and think he said a damn thing wrong. Right. So Vince would be like, nope, that's what I said. <laughs> you know, that's so I, you know, I, I don't know if Tony Khan is the same way. Maybe he is. I don't know. Maybe I'm giving him more credit because AEW is obviously riding the, 
like the goodwill train right now of like actually putting on wrestling that people seem to want to see right now uh and teasing a lot of stuff that could be going on like now there's obviously a big conversation that um does uh okada show up in uh aew pretty soon or does uh tomorrow ishii show up because they're both in in the u.s right now doing a u.s tour um now they're doing a new japan show on the same day that uh that aew is doing their show but then a lot of people are questioning maybe they show up on a dynamite or or one of those um, mm-hmm. to to start up something from there. I, I don't know, but uh, hopefully, like I said, just from what I've seen from Tony Khan, I feel like he's the type that might look back at that and go, probably shouldn't have said that. So I'll be interested to see what his next interview is to see if they bring it up and see what he says with it from there. Because if he doubles down on it, then we have a little bit more of a conversation to have. But if he kind of goes, no, you know what, that was really dumb of me to say and I should have kept my mouth shut. Yeah, okay. and and, I, and again, like the just the I, I'm a huge, huge person on in general. Like I need to I need to trim down. But I'm also in addition to being a huge person, uh, I, I'm also <laughs> uh, somebody who's very, very sensitive to uh, how people say things. Right. Uh, like you know, just that there's so much power in that in how you deliver something, and so. Obviously, when you're in the moment, you're going to just kind of he's clearly just going off the top of his head. But to cut off a female correspondent and literally the start of his quote there was like, I'm going to cut off your question right there. I think I deserve more credit. That is so not the way to go about even if he had the greatest point on earth to make. Right. That was like, well, actually, our women's division is lacking because there's a hired assassin who stands in my office with a gun pointed at me uh, that we cannot get out of the building. And every time I try to scribble down more than one women's match in a show, he cocks the gun. And so right. I, my hands are tied right now. Even if it was like the most legitimate reason on earth as to why the, the women's division right. is lacking. Starting it off with like, excuse me, ma'am, a man is talking right now. And by the right. way, I deserve more credit for the women's division. It's like, okay, that was literally awful from the jump. There was right. nothing you could say that was going to redeem that statement when you start with, let me stop you right there. Like, okay. yeah. the, the combination of let me stop you right there and I should get more credit as not a winning combination for any argument. That was very Kanye of him, if you think about yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's exactly how it felt. Like I'm going to let, let you finish. You but... should be honored that I even showed up. Like that right. I even fuck it. You should be honored that there's lady wrestling at all on our show. Like, okay, that's not the, that's not the great answer. My guy, that's not a great response to that. <laughs> you tried, but uh, stop, stop while you're ahead. So yeah, the only thing that would have been slightly worse is if he had been like women's division, more like women's, the kitchen. Am I right? Get them in there. Like there's, <laughs> that's the only way that would have been slightly worse. But anyway, so so beyond Tony Khan whoops a daisying uh, on the PR level, let's talk about what we're actually here to discuss. In actually, this... what? what? Nope. Before we do, I'm going to derail you. Actually, oh no. Uh, so I am turning the derail around here. Uh, this is more of a uh, food and drink related scenario. Uh, oh. Zach, are you a, are you a fan of Arby's? I uh, here's the thing. Pop culturally, Arby's gets like so slammed. Like I'll never right. forget. There's that episode of The Simpsons when it's the Lord of the Flies 
mm -hmm. parody and the kids are on like a desert island and the they're going around the campfire and one of them's like i'm so hungry i could eat a horse and it's like oh i'm so hungry i could eat two horses and then when kids like i'm so hungry i could eat at arby's and they're like oh wow like i get it arby's easy to dunk on and i don't know if this is just the white trash in me fucking love arby's yeah holy shit love arby's like just a a good beef and shed a little bit of arby sauce a little bit of horsey sauce i'm happier in a pig and shit i love it well zach let me ask you this how do you like their fries Oh, the curlies? The, when they offer you straight fries, just throw them straight in the garbage. Curly <laughs> fries, though, on another level. Curly fries, phenomenal. Okay. So, would you like your curly fry flavor in vodka? <laughs> uh, clearly, someone lost, didn't get the memo that we should stop playing in God's domain. Yeah. Um, that sounds awful. But I would definitely be game for it. Arby'sVodka.com available for a limited time. This is legitimate. How, what what kind what? of a mixed drink do you make with that? I don't know. That was kind of my question. Uh, my question itself here, but apparently it is indeed real. Uh, it is, there is indeed a curly uh, curly fly, curly fry flavored vodka and a crinkle fry flavored vodka. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that is, um, I, cause, cause the thing of it is like, cause my first thought is like, okay, well you do like the fries dipped in a frosty. So you do get like a, like a chocolate vodka as well. You mix that with some ice, you know, maybe a little cream or something like that. Make almost like a little milkshake out of it. But the, the fries and frosty is Wendy's. That's not curly fries. You don't put, you don't yeah. dunk the curlies in a fucking Jamocha. Like that's not right. a thing. I don't fucking know. I guess he would just drink uh, it over ice like a man and just look God I in his can't. eyes as you walk backwards into hell. The uh, the crinkle fry one has hints of kosher salt and sugar in it. The curly fry vodka boasts cayenne pepper, paprika, onion, and garlic. So awful. Sounds there awful. you go. Uh, I can. I'll be honest. I am not a fan of this particular drink, but I feel like the curly fry one could easily go into a. Uh, uh, into a Bloody Mary. That oh, seems like yeah. a Bloody Mary vodka if I've ever heard one. Oh, yeah, um, that makes sense. I super, super don't like Bloody Marys. Um, I don't even either, but... Even looking at, like, we, we're going to have to get off this subject immediately because even talking about it, I can feel my mouth start to, like, get, <laughs> like, I'm going to throw up. Um, so, yeah, big, big gross. Um, well, that's awful, and thank you for introducing that to me. There you um, go. Can we get on with the subject now? Yes, now we can. We okay. We've well, officially so we derailed delayed, it all. We delayed recording two days so that Disney Plus could take a big fat shit all over everything and tease a bunch of new content. And so we're going to go down the list here and um, and just go over some of the announcements and how ranged did it get us? Like, did we get bonered up yeah. or not? Um. um let me see, Zach, if you get bonered up on this one, I'm really excited. for. I think this one might be the one that I feel like was getting some of the biggest news out of this uh, is uh, Marvel Studios is planning on bringing uh, a, a cartoon series, uh, X-Men 97. So continuing, apparently, the storyline from the original X-Men cartoon with that with that very... Uh, very iconic theme music that we referenced many times during our uh, so, during our, 
our cartoon uh, tag team tournament for many months. That's true. Ago. We did. We did go overboard with that. Um, and by we, I mean mostly me. Um, <laughs> oh no, I'm Rick, Rick did too. So I'm going to go ahead and take credit for this because okay, literally good. I was in the car yesterday, and uh, I had the radio on, and the the Whitney Houston song came on. I believe I'm your baby. To, I'm your baby tonight. I do believe. So, yes. Yeah. And so that was on the radio, and I was thinking about it, and I was like, God, what a great show, the X Men cartoon was. They really should bring that back. And then a day later, they announced they brought it back. So you're welcome. There you go. You're welcome, everybody. So uh, that is scheduled to come out in 2023. Um, That's interesting because, like, they really just ripped a lot of the comics of the time. Um, right. I remember the Phoenix Saga was in it and all that. Um, and I mean, there's been a shitload of comics written since then and mm-hmm. a lot of sort of reevaluating the X-Men and, and all that. Um, so I'm wondering if, you know, do you just kind of pick and choose the best X-Men stories that have been written and then just sort of put them through the lens of the 97 cartoon? And also the bigger question is not to be the parade rainer, but like, is that voice cast even around anymore? Like, you know, the hysterical part was I was legitimately going right now to see who the voice cast was to see if I could see uh, if there was anybody like somebody that had blown up or anything like that, that, that uh, may be, may be an issue. And I'll be honest, I am looking at the names and any of the hell these people are these, I don't recognize a single damn one of them. So who knows a good chunk of them maybe will be like, Heck yeah, I'm back. I guess the one I'm worried about is the guy who played uh, Wolverine. Uh, the pictures they have here. No, he's still he's still alive. He's 64, but he's still alive. I, I'm just worried, like old man Logan out of nowhere. There you go. Uh, but like I said, my biggest worry is like, are any of these guys are any of these people dead? Uh, is my thought on this one here. Yeah, uh, they're all apparently Canadian though, from what I'm seeing as I kind of click my way through here. Who is um, surprised? Not me. Yeah. So. Uh, but yeah, no, everybody is, I mean, they're all in like their sixties and seventies, but, uh, no, it looks like they could now, are they going to bring back this cast at all? Who knows? Uh, my, I would imagine guess so. would they, be, you can't it, tell me they're going to be more expensive than like, you know, grabbing actors, or, you know, from the movies or whatever. True. But I don't know. It'll be very interesting to see if that's, uh, if that's what they do with that one. So. Uh, so all right, yeah. so you you hit me with uh, with X Men ninety seven. So let X-Men me come 97. back. Let me come back mm-hmm. with uh, your thoughts on uh, the teaser for Moon Knight. I okay, so I, I watched all the little like thirty second teasers that they just released here. Uh, Moon Knight is the one I'm most excited about. Really um, interesting. Yes, uh, I am. I am super jazzed for it because I I love the idea of this type of really like weird because i mean like i i was reading a little bit about what the the plot because i don't know much about moon knight from the comics i don't remember ever mm-hmm. watching or reading moon knight uh and i'm sure i think i've seen him on like a spider-man cartoon or something every once in a while but not enough for me to really be feel like i'm a, a an expert by any stretch of the imagination um but uh, the fact that they've got oscar isaacs playing him uh is a is a huge plus in my book and it just it looks creepy as hell 
and I think that's going to be wonderful in, in comparison with everything else. Uh, and I think ultimately if these characters do make their way to the big screen, this is going to be a great character to like mix in with people like, uh, with like Loki with like blade who's coming out uh, mm-hmm. sooner or later with, you know, there, there's a, uh, again, we talked about Morbius last week. If you, mm-hmm. If you bring Morbius over into the like officially into the MCU, why not? Like that, they all seem like they fit in real great together, and you've got a so, really dark setup coming here. So. so what I like about it is, and Rick uh, from the Reed Pile or uh, Evangelistico from the Pull List uh, can correct me, but I've always been under the impression that Moon Knight kind of started as a what if Marvel had its own Batman? Right. But it's one of those beautiful cases because I had a friend who was super into Moon Knight in college. Um, and it almost feels like one of those cases where nobody at the top gave a shit about this character. So there were no rules. Right. And so, like, very good writers and very creative people got to sort of take Moon Knight and run and make it into this, like, very interesting sort of, like, it's part, like, The Mummy with Brendan Fraser. It's part mental illness. It's part, right. like, oh, you know, Deadpool has, like, these zany characters in his head. Yeah, but what if it was real? And it just made him full of bloodlust, like that kind right. of playing with that sort of concept. Um, not to say that Moon Knight is like Deadpool, but I'm just saying like that's very – they did a lot of really interesting things with his character. Um, so it looks like from the teaser we're leaning into a lot of that because we see right. there's a part where Oscar Isaac has like spooky eyes and then he has back to normal eyes and he the camera pulls out. And he has beaten the shit out of like four guys and has no idea. So I'm interested. I'm very, very interested to see like, is it going to be the same thing? Is it going to be, hey, Disney's not really paying attention. So we can just kind of make whatever the fuck we want. Right. Um, So hopefully the answer is yes. So then let me counter back to you, sir. What did you think of She-Hulk? I have something very stupid to admit. Okay. So, of course, so problem number one, very difficult to really give, like, any sort of in-depth response to any of these. Because basically, let me just sum up all of them right now. Look pretty cool. That's because that's all we got. We got two, right. two seconds of footage, so we don't right. have much to go on. That being said. Because most of them like, are filming. I think most of them are filming right now. Yeah, so they can't even, 100%. like. So my dummy thing is for whatever fucking reason I thought her as the the green version was going to just be another actress. Like even though Mark Ruffalo is obviously CG'd, I don't know right. why I thought that she wouldn't be. Like, they would be right. like, oh, she's going to transform and fucking she's going to be Lou Ferrigno. I don't know right. why I thought that, but I did. So and it was actually going to be Lou. It was going to actually be Lou Ferrigno, too, in a, just in a wig. The big comeback. Right. Which would have been nice. Um, but 
so when you see her like jump off, I guess the workout equipment and she's like a green CGI monster. I was like, Oh, Oh, well, I, Oh yeah, I guess that, I guess that is how that's going to have to be. That That's a thing. Yeah. The... And I don't know how I feel about that. I'm also interested again with She-Hulk because She-Hulk bounces between like, Hey, we're making progress and we're like, this is almost like a feminism book to like, right. oops, I got handed to the wrong writing team. And now it's just like a stupid throwaway thing. Right. And you're like, oh, okay, great. Like she got kicked out of the Avengers because she fucked too much in the Avengers fucking home base. Ooh. <laughs> well done. <laughs> I'm glad that we're getting the Red Shoe Diaries in the fucking new comic section. Right. So I don't know. First, that's a big first off, that's, that's hideously wonderful from comic book history. That hey, you're getting laid too much. We need you to. We need you to move on, please. Yeah. Um. So, uh, like Tony Stark wasn't like bringing them in left and right. Well, their so, point was like you can't bring the Juggernaut to fucking Avengers headquarters. Oh uh, yeah, okay, yeah, and I get have him butt fuck you in front of Jarvis like that. <laughs> you know. Um, the part I always loved about She Hulk though is it was like the weird. It, it's almost like what they're doing with Mark Ruffalo with Smart Hulk right now. Yes, in, that's true in Marvel is that she's always been able to like, Nope, I'm just like, I'm still smart, but I'm also like eight foot tall and green. You know what it always reminds me, you know, it always kind of reminds me of uh, she Hulk is um, what uh, on Saturday night live they came up with when they did uh caveman lawyer. Yeah. It was like... <laughs> now see, I wish that's what it was. I wish the She-Hulk <laughs> show was just unfrozen caveman lawyer. Because your world, your modern world, is so strange and confusing. But that's like what it is. Is like, she, I'm, yes, I can bench press a car, but also I'm a lawyer. Like it was that. That was always the weird thing about that one too. Also, but, uh, uh, but take a drink for just the general oldness check. For both a Red Shoe Diaries reference from myself and an Unfrozen Caveman Lawyer reference from Chad. Yes, for those of you who are still playing the IndyCast drinking game at home, thank you for for continuing that. I haven't hit that tagline in quite a while. Um, But yeah, take two drinks, please, for those very old references right there. All right. By the way, R.I.P. Phil Hartman. Um, So uh, let me jump back here. Um... Thought okay. Here's one. What about um? What about Obi Wan Kenobi? Obi Wan Kenobi. I am okay. So I don't know how much I care about the fact that they brought Hayden Christensen back. I know that's been like kind of a big thing. Like, oh, we have Hayden Christensen, and he's like, I'm like, so fucking what? I I, I don't know why I've well, never really. Well, that's the real showcasing of how old we are. That's what that is. Right. Because that would be like. I'm trying to think of an equal thing would have been, I don't know if they had brought back fucking, I don't know, Frank Oz as Yoda or whatever, which I think they did in the, in the last movie though, didn't they? Wasn't it Frank Oz in one of the last, Oh, I don't uh, know, but I'm saying they brought back the puppet and it wasn't like CG. 
and we'd be like, oh, fuck yeah. It's this, like this gen think looks back on the prequels and doesn't go, ha ha ha, what a pile of shit. They go like, those movies are actually pretty fucking cool. Um, but I find it interesting that we've come so far in terms of like fanboy outrage that now we are bringing in, we're name dropping shit from the prequel series as the like, don't worry, guys, we got the good shit coming in. Like, that's bonkers right. to me. If you were told me in like 2004, like, hey, fucking Hayden Christensen's going to come back. I'd be like, don't right. bother. Yeah. Well, let, him, let him rest. Let him do what he's doing. Right. But no, the I'm fact that you're to... like, oh, don't worry. We're bringing this shit in. And everyone's like, oh, fuck. But on the <laughs> other hand. If they bring him in and this show was really good and like he does a really kick-ass performance as Darth Vader, then it kind of reevaluates history a little bit. True. Because it goes from like, ah, he was such a bad actor to ah, George Lucas was kind of up his own ass. Right. And so, you know, this could be the redemption for him if he really kicks the shit out of it and they do a really great story with it and he looks great and blah, 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 then cool beans. Like everybody goes home happy, but you know, I don't know. I, I it, it's interesting. I don't know how much I have confidence in like, or are you really going to tell a, a, a real story of here's how you and McGregor becomes, um, what's his nuts? Um, Sir, um, Alan, Sir Alec, Alec, Alec Guinness. Yeah. yeah, like, are you really going to tell that story, or is it just going to be a lot of like, oh, cool, like, you know? Uh, and by the way, I would like to go back real quickly. Uh, Star Wars Episode Eight, uh, The Last Jedi, uh, Yoda definitely played by Frank Oz in that. Okay, movie. good. So they did indeed bring Frank Oz back. I don't know if they. I believe they CGI'd it. I don't believe they brought back the puppet. Sadly, no, um, I think that did. would have been amazing if they brought back the puppet too. See, but, there you um, go. All right, so still prove my but point. I, but I will take. I will. I will indeed take. Uh, take Frank. Take Frank Oz back. Play. Play Yoda. Um, now my negative Nancy outlook aside, giant boner for fucking Mandalorian. Giant boner for fucking Boba Fett. So. Right. If we're kind of doing the same sort of writing, giving a shit team, then I don't know. This will probably be pretty good. You and McGregor's yeah. cool, so I, I was gonna say. So that's and that's my counterbalance to this. By the way, is um, if there's any actors out there that I have probably a little bit of a man crush on, you and McGregor's way up on that list, and I will see pretty much anything he's in. So this is one of those moments where I'm like. Hell, give it a shot. It's you and McGregor. I mean, because like he did Big Fish and and fucking uh, Moulin Rouge. I mean, how bad could it be? So, um, and I'm just hoping they don't really prove me wrong by like dropping trout and taking a big pile of shit right in the middle of Tatooine on me here. But, yeah, and and also one of those cases where like, you know, if it's a situation where, you know, maybe let's say, um. Hayden Christensen isn't like in the whole series that like maybe Darth Vader's just sort of chasing him or they cross paths right. a couple times, but it's really just about Obi-Wan just fucking doing Obi-Wan shit. Right. And I don't, I'm not necessarily against that. Like I'm, I'm okay with the concept of, Hey, here's Ewan McGregor 
Obi-Wan just doing cool shit. Right. Then, okay, I'd watch that all day. That's fine. So. But I guess, how much cool shit is he really going to be doing? Because, I mean, you got to remember, like, for the most part, Obi-Wan, when we finally meet him in episode four, is like, I'm a depressed old man. Who <laughs> So, like, I, I guess I, I want to know. I want to follow the storyline, but I, I'm, I'm just questioning, like, how much cool is really going to go on if he's just like, I'm just going to be cranky and get old? Uh, right. I, so I don't know. So, well, and that's the other I guess thing we'll find too. out. That's the other thing, too, of like the sort of rewriting of things. Like Boba Fett, for example. You know, if you go back and you're just watching the original movies, Boba Fett is an asshole bounty hunter. And that's it. Right. And now we're going to see him as like, actually, he's pretty nice. He's yeah, he's fucking helps people out. He's a pretty cool dude. Um, Same thing. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yes, he's the mentor and yes, he trained Luke. But also there's this sort of. Elephant in the room of like. Hey, this piece of shit just kind of fucking. Ran away. And then just ditched this kid with his aunt and uncle. Right. And fucked off. You know, which makes him sort of an interesting character and, and sort of flawed in his own way. And then, you know, him kind of like getting up off his ass and oh, I got to train this goddamn kid is sort of his own little mini redemption of like. Right. I got to fucking save the day any way I can. And it's with this kid who, you know, is out drinking green milk and being boring as shit. Um, and looks down the barrel of a lightsaber when it could turn on and fucking blast his brain. Right. Um, Absolutely. So this show, I mean, it's already been undone a thousand times over. You know, as soon right. as you're like, well, actually, Obi-Wan was one of the greatest generals. About, okay, well, uh, well, actually, he like, okay, okay, great. So he was perfect. He was Jesus. And then he, I guess, had to take a nap and just like drop the kid off and the kid walked away, I guess. Um so I'm guessing the show will probably just be more of that. It's just like, actually, Obi-Wan was actually pretty perfect in every way. And uh, he wasn't actually a coward. Uh, Darth Vader ran away from him. Uh, so there you go. Um, right. I don't know. But I, I, I'm interested. Like you said, it's Ewan McGregor. It's like fucking we're in the era of Mandalorian shit. I'm going to give it more than a benefit of a doubt. Right. We'll definitely give it a shot. So, yeah. All right. Your turn. Uh, so I believe the only one we didn't hit the, from the Marvel stuff was, uh, oh, well, I guess that's not true, but the big one that we actually had some footage for was, uh, Miss Marvel. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. It's, it looks fine. I guess I feel like, uh, now I'm not going to be like our old pal, Brian Cage and be like, what the fuck is this fucking feminist shit with Miss right. Marvel? Yeah, I know. I'm not going to do that, but. I just feel like um, just I, I, I will never get over the fact that I I do think that Captain Marvel was just sort of handled kind of sloppily mm-hmm. by the MCU. Um, thought her movie was was just fine. Um, I think when she asks uh, if Peter Parker has something for her that opened something in my mind palace that I wasn't, you know, expecting. Hi, I'm. Peter Parker. Hey, Peter Parker. You got something for me? I'm not saying that, like, this character sucks. I'm just saying it's it's always, it's perpetually feeling like we got to jam this in 
in terms of oh hey we should have captain marvel be a character and like could help out with this whole thanos thing oh yeah absolutely probably should have introduced her like three and a half four movies ago oops well we're just gonna pretend that she was just like not around and now she's here oh oh, okay well that's all right and so I feel like the Miss Marvel thing, although obviously coming from comics and there's a whole big run and there's like right. a, a rich lore to Captain Marvel when you really want to dig into it. Um, it th- there is that same elephant in the room of like, OK, is this like you really had the inkling of like, we got to fucking tell this Miss Marvel fucking story? Or was it like this is just more building more of the skyscraper as we're living in it to try to make this character OK? Like to try to make like Captain Marvel truly fit in the MCU. So I don't know. I don't know what the fuck I'm even talking about. But um, eh, it's fine. I'll probably watch it. I'm sure. So you and me look at this from from kind of different scenarios because for this one here, um, this is where being a hashtag girl dad comes oh, big into fuck play yeah, here. Yeah, that's true. My girls are gonna love this show. Uh, they're going to love Miss Marvel. Uh, I know that Cheyenne has read some of the, I think some of the comics already. She's got a couple things and they have a, a, um, like a little mini series show. Uh, I think it ended up on Disney plus now and I got to look up the name of it. Um, but it was, I had Miss Marvel and squirrel girl were the two main like stars of it. And they watched all of it. They loved it. Um, and they also had, uh, uh, America Chavez, who I know is going to be a big part of, I, if I remember correctly, um, uh, uh, the, the next Doctor Strange movie. I think she's going to be a part of that as well. So um, I'm excited for it because I know my kids are going to love it. Like, I think the character is great, too. Um, I love Kamala Khan. I think it's a great uh, a, a great character that I'm glad that even though it's just come out recently, has seemed to have gained some interest. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't give a shit what a bunch of the whiny bitch annoying ass fucking people out there who's like oh we gotta have like a we we need like a woman and blah 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 and now it's got to be yes because there are people out there that are like younger and women and and maybe of an ethnic variety that's not you you know white boy who might want to see a comic book with their with their people in it uh, or with somebody who looks like them in it. And my girls like reading stuff that have people that seem, you know, like they could be somebody they're interested, you know, that they're uh, similar to. And though, uh, obviously, we're not, you know, of Pakistani descent, that's still an an ethnic younger girl that is that is able to become a hero. And my kids love shit like that. So yeah. shut the fuck up. If you don't want to watch it, don't fucking watch it. But otherwise, I, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, but if you're one of those whiny bastards who get pissy about it, um, and, and not to, it, don't get me wrong, I'll never say this to Brian Cage's face, but don't read it, don't watch it. Who gives a shit? Yeah. So, well, um, and that's the other thing, too. The the idea of, like, oh, I'm just, just fucking making shit up now. No. She has been Captain Marvel in the comics for, like, I don't know, the last five years, if not longer. Like, right. This this is not coming out of nowhere. This is definitely right. a thing that's been a thing. And I do agree with you in terms of, hey, we definitely need characters that aren't just played by goddamn the same five fucking white people. Right. 
like so, five guys named Chris, five white right. guys named Chris, all playing fucking hero characters. Okay, well, time to time to move away from that a little bit, guys. It's okay. Don't worry. Your your other comics will still be there. And also, I read something a little while ago, and I think it's absolutely true. It's like, hey, uh, if you didn't think like politics and quote unquote woke shit wasn't in your comic books before, you weren't reading the comic books very carefully. Obviously, this is because um, Captain America was punching fucking Nazis. Uh, long before he did it on a on the you know on a, during a movie, uh, you know fucking Black Panther was woke shit before you knew it. X Men was all about the race war, you know the race war type stuff. It's like it you you probably weren't reading all that carefully. Sorry, you got stuck in on just like you know fucking Wolverine. Guess what? You're not Wolverine. People stop. Um. Anywho, off my soapbox. Uh, what else did we need to talk about? They, now they didn't. Those were the ones that had teaser trailer, like little right. teaser stuff for. But they announced a bunch of other stuff as well. Yeah. Um, so I see um, Marvel Zombies. Yes. Uh, a- Agatha House of Harkness. Um. Some Predator show called Prey, which I think is interesting. Uh, I did not see that one. Yeah, because because Disney owns Fox now, so that's a thing. Right. Um. Yeah, uh, I, Ironheart. I, oh, um, 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 What if season two? Yep. Secret Invasion. Be, yeah, which that'll be interesting. Um. Secret Invasion is interesting because that should be something that should never be announced. True. Ever. They should never, ever advertise it. They should never promote it. It should just be like halfway through fucking Avengers 6. It should be like, what do you think, Tony? And then fucking Tony turns around and he's a goddamn alien. And you're like, what the fuck? And then it's like, whoops, this is actually the problem the whole time. Yeah, and I think they blew that. They may have blown that all up too quick with the post credit scene after Captain Marvel. Where you know the you know Samuel L. Jackson in space, um, true. So, but ho hum. Uh, also, have an I am Groot show, which we're assuming is like a kid show. Um, but who fine. knows? Yeah, no, that's I'm fully for it. So, uh, no, I I don't see a whole lot that I'm all that upset about that they're coming out with or or makes me really go kind of meh. Um, it's all I been... feel like the I feel like the big meh is uh fucking Eternals. Like the, possibly that just kind of was like, yeah. And I'm like, well, you know, you have a fucking weird concept that's got you know, 50 fucking characters in it. Uh yeah, it's a little tough to sell. Um cuz you're cuz you're not wrong because legitimately like when Black Widow came out, Shelly and I rushed out to it pretty quickly to try to go see it. When Shang-Chi came out, we definitely rushed right out to go see it for Eternals. I mean, part of it's just been scheduling, but we really just haven't necessarily felt to have the urge to have to rush out to go see it. So, I mean, I'd still, I definitely want to see it. I just, but it's not anything where I feel like I need to like run, do not walk to the theater type of scenario. So. Right, right. I don't know. Very interesting. So, um, let me just see if there's anything else that like super jumped out at me. Uh, Ironheart. No, yeah, everything. Um, twelve series apparently. That's all fucking incoming. Yeah, 
between like what some of it's this year because I know I know that wasn't in the announcement, but like they've got yeah, there's the a lot Haw- that are just quote unquote like coming soon, right? But like Hawkeye's TV show comes out in a couple of weeks. I think it comes out the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, if I remember correctly. Um, and then they've got like just all sorts of shit coming out for like Hawkeye comes out, uh, Spider Man comes out. Uh, there's I feel like there was something else right at the beginning of next year. Then, you know, who knows what other of these TV shows are going to start making their appearances They're They are just cranking shit out. Uh, like there's no tomorrow. So now of everything that was revealed, is there anything that is your like big, holy shit takeaway? Is it the one, which one is uh, the one that you're like, holy shit. Uh, Moon Knight. Yeah, I'm. I like said I seem to be super excited about that one, and one we didn't actually mention. Um, Spider-Man: The Freshman Years. Um, they they were coming out with like an animated Spider-Man show, that is, I'm assuming like kind of right when he became Spider-Man and before Tony Stark got a hold of him in the Avengers movie. So I'll be interested to see what they do, what they do with that. That's, that's got an interesting premise to it. Um, as long as it doesn't immediately go. And here's my big request. Don't shoot. Don't kill uncle Ben. We know. I, I don't think we need to like, it, it's like every Batman movie needs to show his parents dying. Oh, I don't, oh, I don't think we need we don't that need anymore. See that. We don't need to see it. No, no, he can be dead. That's fine. Right. Um, but yeah, we don't need to see the whole like lead up to like, Uncle Ben died. Well, you know, and I could have saved him because I had the powers and then I did a wrestling match and blah, blah. Now I don't, we don't need to see any of that. I think it's all fairly well known right now. And if they don't, if people don't know it, um, sorry, I I don't know what to tell you. There's a billion other Spider-Man movies and all sorts of shit. And Uncle Ben's like the only comic book character other than Batman's parents who have never come back to life as far as I'm aware. So and even Batman's parents have in, in different storylines too. So, yeah. but which I don't so know. That, well, let's end on this real quick. Cause I don't think we've actually talked about this. Um, any, uh, bonerness towards the, uh, the flash trailer that we saw a little bit ago or like the flashpoint kind of um i I mean the the funny part is the thing i am least excited about as it pertains to the flash is actually the flash itself um well it's funny that you mentioned that because i feel like that was sort of the uh i think that was like the higher ups response too because they were like yeah we need to do a flash movie but god damn it do we have to have flash in it right because jumping to flashpoint is still so bonkers to me. Like, right. It, it really does to try to put it in context. Jesus. It's like, it's like if, if star Wars, a new hope came out and then the, the next sequel was the goddamn holiday special. Right. And you're just like, what the fuck am I even looking at? Like (laughs) flashpoint is such a weird, like zany idea that has a lot of at least in the comics man there was a lot of references to shit that like well if you don't know this character then showing them as this completely wacky version of them isn't going to have any impact right 
So I don't know. It's still a very lofty idea. Um, I'm interested. I'm interested to see what are they actually going to commit to? Like how, basically I want to see like how much are DC going to be cowards on this? Right. Like, are they going to really commit and we're going to see some fucked up shit? Or is it going to be like, we're going to puss out and going to be like, well, you know, fucking it's kind of Batman. Well, I guess my, and it's interesting that you mentioned like how, pussified are they going to be on this one here do do you think that might be dc's kind of biggest problem throughout here is that they're just not willing to like the i i can't tell if they're too eager to try to pull a trigger to get to something that they should they haven't built up to yet or if they're too scared not to try to throw everything at it just to get like people interested Um, they i feel like they're too eager to put the stakes too high because you look at you look at joker with joaquin phoenix and it did phenomenal you look at suicide squad with james gunn and it did phenomenal like when you keep the stakes low and keep it focused you can really make some fucking magic happen but as soon as you're like yeah but what about the justice league though and what about the fucking dark side is coming what about him right you're like okay well or what about we ki- what about we kill superman like immediately that's well we just met him fucking 10 minutes ago so right. uh, it's not quite having the punch that maybe you wanted to right um so that's i think the big issue there is i think that they're too eager to put it all on the line as opposed to Oh, hey, you know what? If we just fucking kind of focus up a little bit, uh, we can really make this sort of make sense. And I think we could really make, you know, some real interesting stories being told here. Um, so that that's sort of my take on it. Because, like I said, I don't mind the Flashpoint story. I think it's a really interesting story. But yeah. it is also one of those cases of just like, okay, well, uh, is it really going to make that much of a difference if it's like, Holy shit, look at what they fucking did to Cyborg. Well, I only met Cyborg a movie and a half ago. Right. So, I don't really give a shit what they did. Right. Or also, like, by oh, the way, can we can we know. can we give credit for Michael Keaton uh officially appearing in a DC and a Marvel Marvel movie within like Oh, true facts. Like yeah. fucking months months of each other because I mean That's I, a good I, point. No, he's in Morbius coming up pretty soon. He's going to be in I don't that. Think, I don't think that's going to be a big role. I think that's literally going to be like a scene. And for whatever fucking reason, the marketing department was like, that's the only fucking thing that matters. I, but I think, though, even if it even if it's just a scene, that's still one person who's showing up in, in both movies. Oh, it's still bonkers. Movies. Yeah, don't get me I wrong. I think it's, it's amazing. Still, yeah, it's still bonkers. But just like uh, the basically the scene that we saw in the first trailer and the scene that we saw in the second trailer appear to be the same fucking scene. Right. Oh, God, yeah. Because the first one was like, oh, what the fuck? And then you're like, oh, my God, it's the vulture. And then the second one's like, hey, Doc, I think we're going to have to be fucking pals. And it's like, he's probably saying that in the same goddamn scene. Yeah. But then again, how long is he going to be Bruce Wayne in the in the Flashpoint movie? I can't figure he's going to be. question like a super major character in this movie, but uh, maybe I'm wrong. So I don't know. Cause like in the original one in the comic book, it's not like he like lives there. Like, you know, Barry shows up and goes, whoops. And then it's like trying to figure out how is he going to get home? 
and it's like, okay, cool. But this one almost feels like he's like building his own like baby Justice League with all these zany other versions of heroes. Right. So I don't I don't know, to be perfectly honest with you. I don't know like how much is he really gonna play a part? Is it gonna be just sort of a, an extended cameo and then deuces? I don't know. And I do still love the fact that DC and Marvel are basically both doing multiverse storylines at, at almost exactly the same time. That's... That is interesting. I will agree with that. That is very interesting. Because, um, yeah, that's not something you would really expect. Or right. that we would, like, we would run out of ideas this quickly. Like, it's, I know it's been 10 years for Marvel, but the fact that we're already like, yeah, but uh, alternate universes and vibe, it's like, okay, but you know what, like, you know, Moon Knight's a thing. You could have just had a Moon Knight movie or, you right. know, or for DC, like, you know, you could have just had the Giffen Justice League. You could have made that a movie. Not like, right. yeah, but, you know, there's multiple Batman, really, when you think about it. Like, okay. Yeah, I don't know. Personally, for me, we a lot of good nerds. Personally, for Marvel, I think this is just an excuse for them to have an open door to bring back some of the actors that they killed in other movies. Or, or that would like, be interesting if that's ultimately what this all came down to. It's just like, hey. It's like, how do we bring Robert, Robert Downey, Downey Jr. Jr. Says, back? Yeah. Right. He says he's down for another movie. So, fuck it. Right. Guess what? Multiple universes are up. Multiverse, right. We didn't kill him in that one, though. So, yeah, that's. Or, or uh, you know, Chris Evans is Captain America, too, is another one that I'm like. Is that really yeah. what you're just setting for? You just want to bring him back? I mean, just admit it if that's the case. We'll, we're not going to be mad necessarily. We're we're not going to be mad. We're just going to be disappointed. Um, yeah, we're going to roll our eyes a little bit. Yeah, exactly. We're going to roll our eyes and make jerk off hand motions. Yeah. So, but well, alrighty, well, sir. Well, that's, uh, that's this week I, uh, of uh, Nerdvember. Yeah. Any uh, any shit you'd like to uh, to get in? Um, lots of new weird shit on, uh, fullygimmick.com. Uh, we've come back with a vengeance and, uh, yeah, a lot of neat stuff. Uh, some new faces that we're working with, um, some long overdue merch that we're putting together and some future, uh, chibi projects. If I can guilt Jesse into, uh, Photoshopping it, but, uh, but yeah, we got all kinds of stuff coming down the pipeline here that's very exciting so uh continue keeping your eyes on fully gimmicked and if you happen to be listening to this like the day this goes up i think you have a day or so more for uh the luna birthday oh, true. so that's right yeah luna's uh birthday uh coupon is uh, currently in effect so jump on our social media and you'll see that and uh yeah use that and, and get some merch for for less money and uh help support some wrestlers um, but yeah, that's uh, that's all we've got uh, for now. And so, uh, Chad, take us home. Uh, well, everybody, uh, until next time. And yeah, I have nothing to plug, by the way. Add IndieCast on all the social medias. You find <laughs> us. Uh, but until next time, everybody, I am, as always, Coculus Maximus. I am Sticky Steamboat. Uh, and uh, as we always say, everybody, deuces. Deuces. A jump scare is the Canadian destroyer of horror films. Pardon me. Might I suck my own dick for a second? I'm ready to greet the day, you fucker. Every single one of you guys has made a horrible decision. It's that dirty-ass Meryl Streep. 
into we are, we're touching wieners. Not touching into, wieners professionally. Ric Flair said fuck a six pack and he never lost an ounce of pussy. What I am is a big, queer, stone cold Steve Austin. Love dick. Birds don't give a fuck about your life.